Are you well? Very good, thanks. Thanks very much for having me. I'm excited to be on for a nice little chat on a Tuesday morning. Of a Tuesday. What what, uh, what did you, like, when I texted you and, like, asked you to come on a podcast, like, I'm assuming, like, has anyone asked you one before? Like, what was the, how, what, what did you, what was your thoughts when I asked you, like? You know what? I was excited and nervous because I only started posting on social media just barely over a month ago. So the start of July was when my journey originated. So I only started posting and I was hoping down the line, perhaps I might be able to dip my toe into a podcast maybe start my own, whatever it may be. And then I got your message. So I was like, you know, this is a great opportunity to hop on, have a chat and kind of just test the waters. Uh, but the video, the videos are actually decent, Ferris. Like I wouldn't, um, people are always like, oh, you kind of have to say that if the lad is sitting across from me. But like, um, I wouldn't have probably asked you on if I thought like your videos were shite. Like, so no, they are, they are funny and fair. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it, probably takes a good bit of balls to start it like i always think about that and people are like sure it's kind of the same on a podcast but like a podcast people rarely see like no one really fucking knows what i look like they kind of just i'm behind the screen and like they don't really know who i am but then like you're like you know you're seen every day like on a video so like if a lad has a problem with you like fucking knows what you look like as well so they'll find you that's the thing you know what there's there's that's one of the other reasons i wanted to do something like this online where it's posting yourself online because you're putting yourself out there you're vulnerable to a certain extent because people are going to see it they're going to laugh at you they're going to jeer you whatever it may be so it's kind of getting over a fear of not caring what people think you need to you need to be able to have that kind of thick skin where you post something and you just know people are going to laugh at you who really cares because i give you an example so i was out friday night i rarely go out now but i said i go out for a few few drinks here and there and I went out and there was people out there then they were talking about my TikTok and all. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm just in my first month now and I'm enjoying it. Like, I'm just trying to grow a bit. And uh, I say, and then they go to me, I say, you crave attention, do you? And I was like, uh, well, I'm posting online to get attention, to grow a following, to maybe potentially get something out of it down the line. Yeah. But they kept saying, you're just craving attention. That's the only reason you're doing it. And I'm like, so someone's just trying to belittle me for putting myself out there. And, you know, that's that's what I want people to be able to do as well, is just to be able to post something online, you know, whether it's fun, whether it's motivational, whatever it may be, and just be themselves and not worry about other people, what they think. Because if someone says something to you in in person, I have no issues with that then. But people are saying stuff online as well. Who cares at the end of the day? You do whatever makes you happy. You post online, you don't care, and you just move on with your life then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that, that has become a big fucking trend as well, like it's... When TikTok became a trend, it just became a trend that everyone in comment section just kind of, just kind of said what they wanted, like, and it's it's gone it's gone a bit fucking it's gone well over the top now at this stage, like, unless just making fake profiles and just like literally saying anything they want, like. But I suppose, I suppose, like when you're making videos, you probably know that as well, like you know most lads are, um, like anyone anyone who's gonna criticize you probably doesn't have fuck all going on themselves, like the one thing that I kind of get nervous about when I'm doing this is like asking like sometimes like if someone doesn't have like an instagram page if someone's a bit older like like you're trying to get on as a guest you have to like ring them or something that's the only part that like scares me a bit like but you're probably used to that doing say is like knocking on last doors and like shite like that well geez i knocked on last doors when i was younger all right i wouldn't do that type of sales again now no I don't, would you not? That, that is not a nice job door-to-door sales no it's from home so i actually work i don't even know what pants is anymore to be honest with you yeah. I've just been in the stores all the time for about three years straight now, so I work from home, thank God. Yeah. I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't fancy door-to-door, because anytime anyone ever, like, 
even like the only lads who've ever come to my door have been like politicians or anything, but like no, you never really have any interest because you're kind of it's kind of getting forced on you, like and you don't really fucking want them there, and they probably don't want to be there as well. Like you know, they know there's somewhere else they could probably be. Like, um, I, yeah. I have a thing that's not answering the door unless I'm expecting someone, and the only time I ever answer the door, the odd time I might get caught right when they knock on, I'm just at the door coming down the stairs, whatever it is, and every time I open it, it's always Jehovah Witnesses every single time, and they nearly <laughs> convert me every time fully Christian. Yeah, yeah that's good. I, I have I've never been fucking like they've never come to my door at all but then there's loads of people there's people like you say it, and loads of other people are like yeah they call every fucking second week like I've never heard of the cunts coming at my door and what do they what do they say to you like when they come to the door every time I, they keep trying to push me on to go to an event or something like that like they're really nice people now so don't get me wrong I'm not saying anything bad about them at all you know they have their beliefs absolutely but um yeah, they're just trying to push me to go to an event and all this thing. But they do make it sound kind of good, so I would be curious to go to an event. And um, like I do hold some form of beliefs, you know. I'm not I'm not I wouldn't go to Sunday mass or anything like that, but I like to believe there is maybe potentially something going on out there. Like or it's just nice to have beliefs, you know. But yeah, they're just trying to push it push it on a little bit too heavy at times, I think, when they come to the door now, because their way or no way is the only option it seems when you have a conversation with them. You know, the the debate is not really there to be had, I feel. So that's that's maybe their downfall when they're trying to sell what they're selling. Did you did you like do you know from experience, did you kind of disagree with them on something or like try try disagree or argue with them and they kind of snap back at you? Not per se, no, I wouldn't argue with them. I'll always be polite now if someone comes to the door, but it's just the fact that, you know, they they use words like or they use phrases perhaps like this is the only way and this is what makes sense stuff like that they're trying to just nail it in your head that whatever you may believe now unless it's exactly what we do you're wrong so i don't know i think that's their, their only shortcomings with that like their message does seem good but you know they're not open for a debate if there was to be had now i don't think i i'm too much into it that i need to have a debate with them but if i tried i don't think it would go well for me because they wouldn't take too kindly to it i don't think yeah yeah i am um... I was driving by, um, was it Knock Line or wherever the fuck, the, you know where the Scientology base is in, in Ireland? I was driving by there the other day or a few weeks ago. I was just thinking, wouldn't it be gas crack just to go in and knock on the door and just see who answers and like what happens? Like, I'd, I'd kind of be afraid they'd bring you in and you just wouldn't be able to, not, not that they'd like, you know, kidnap you, but like they'd start just brainwashing you a bit and you just wouldn't be able to get out. That's kind of my, I, that's my idea of what happened if I went to Scientology. But uh, I'd be tempted to do it, right? Because it's a big, have you ever seen the actual centre of Knock Line? It's a massive, fuck off gate and there's a big huge driveway like it's like a millionaire's house kind of thing yeah no i've never seen that no no yeah it's in is it knock line it's either knock line or somewhere near there in dublin but i'm always intrigued by it. like i've driven by it two or three times because often like if i'm doing like sometimes i be in town that part of town and then i come back out and uh i'm just really intrigued by it because it looks really really interesting but it looks it's really like polished and all like real clean and like looks like a millionaire's house basically like so dream <laughs> The dream, yeah, the dream. I might buy it off them when I get a few pound off this. I'd be there, give it a year or two. Yeah. Any any women? <laughs> the dating world nowadays is quite an interesting place. So few here, few there, but nothing quite special at the moment, I know. Oh, sorry to hear that. Um <laughs> I'll be sorry, don't worry. Um and uh, when you say the dating world, have you experienced have you got any horror stories or I have some interesting story. Is this a, is this a PG podcast? Like, what's the what's the? Oh Jesus! No, no, of course not. Absolutely not. 
I don't want to out myself too much now, but I'll just I'll just give my opinions on on the dating world then I guess at the moment. Like so well obviously it's very picture orientated. So you have to you have to look a certain way in a picture and catch someone's attention within the first seconds. Like, it's fine. But in terms of let's say Tinder, for example, I think it's a it's a tough place for men at the moment now in terms of Tinder because unless you look a certain way, unless you got a certain build, unless you got a certain appearance that's just going to catch the eye straight away, you're going to get overlooked constantly. So I think dating apps have lent, have just led to a very lonely place for a lot of men. Whereas normally you would go out to a pub, you'd meet somebody, you'd be able to chat. And no matter what you look like, your personality comes to the, the forefront then. Like that's the core of who you are. If you're able to communicate with somebody, that's all you'd really need. Like they can look past everything else. Whereas now that's a, a just a thing of the past, really. Now you have to have it look a certain way and everything like that, or you're going to get overlooked. So I think the dating apps have made the world a, a very lonely place for a certain amount of men because they can't communicate to women and the likes of that. So that's why when I started first, I was putting out some motivational content. Hopefully, hoping that that might lead to men to think about bettering themselves in whatever way it be, whether it's the gym or whether it's just going out and getting some more life experience, talking to more people, whatever it is, like, you know, just putting yourself on a limb and going out and just trying something different. But uh, but that's my take on the dating world at the moment. It's led to a kind of a lonely place for men because if you look at all the stats in terms of relationships, marriage, whatever it may be, it's all down dramatically from before dating apps became the the main thing in life. So, yeah, it's a lonely place for men out there on dating yeah. apps. Yeah, no, you're right. It is. Um, yeah, I was on Tinder for a while. I'd say I was on it for about a year, and uh, I, I deleted it. Didn't. Um, it's it's just, it's grand. Like if you, as you say, like if you have the looks, it's great. Like, but it, it, you're kind of it's it's just a very toxic fucking way of trying to meet someone. Like you're like, oh yeah, they look good, and I don't, I've never fucking met them. I don't know anything about them, but you look, their picture looks good, so we'll give it a go. Like it's yeah, I I just don't fucking. I'm not mad about, it. and as well as that, like. As you said, like not people meeting the pubs anymore. Like that's, it's uh, it's just a pity. Like it's um, I just I just wish everyone didn't fucking hide behind their phone and we actually just went out. And I think people probably still do do it, but it's it's just not as like, just doesn't happen anymore. I heard something ages ago, and I know this isn't this isn't every girl, but like that uh, there was like, there was a survey done of like if a if a girl got approached by a lad, like what would they what would their opinion be on? And some would think it's a bit kind of stalkerish kind of thing i was kind of thinking like you give out that you're not approached and then you give out when it's stalkers now obviously if they approach you behind in the fucking in a back alley or something now that's probably an exception but like it's uh and then lads are too afraid to approach girls and sure like sure no one fucking talks to anybody then like it's all that's the thing that's another thing sure you could be on a night out now and you could have someone come up to you and some lad and he maybe he's not in the best of shape whatever it may be like and he comes up and says something then and a girl could be like oh don't get away from me but then somebody else comes up then and they're they're tall and they have muscles or whatever it may be and you say the same thing it's perfectly acceptable so it depends who actually says it now obviously beauty's in the eye of the beholder of course but it depends and i was out as i said i was out there the weekend and i was talking to girls and i felt so weird like so i was like looking them in the eyes and i was like i can't hide behind my screen and and say whatever I want then, which is a great feeling, like, because I, I does be a victim of that sometimes myself, and that's a mentality I want to get out, because you'd be a lot braver when you have a phone, and you can say whatever you want then, or, you know, you can ask questions and all that, like, and I think we need to get out of that mind frame then, 
because then where's the limit like when are you going to stop saying something you know what won't you say what's off the table so at least in person you have to back up your words then whether it's uh, talking to a girl or it's, whether it's uh, communication with another man you're not going to say certain things to another man's face that you're going to say behind the phone so i think that's what people should do is probably get out that a little bit more now because you get comfortable in your own bubble when you have everything at, at your fingertips what's the point of leaving sometimes but i think that's just the way everything's set up at the moment now and that's a hard little bubble to escape because everything's just at your fingertips yeah it's true uh did you did you need much drinking to talk to the women or like did you just go completely sober and start talking now you know I'm old enough now that I can think I can talk at any stage whether I wake up in the morning or whether it's after a night of beer like I think I'm at that stage now I can communicate sufficiently with women so now drink is not overly needed although I do highly recommend Malibu and milk vanilla protein milk to be exact don't knock Malibu and milk Malibu and milk yes it sounds weird on the offset <laughs> I agree but just try it out Malibu and vanilla protein milk you will not regret it Okay, I'll take your word for it. I actually have heard that before. No, I'm not lying to you. I actually have heard that before. Malibu. What is Malibu again? I've never had Malibu. It's just coconut uh, kind of flavoured drink. Um, a peach snaps, anything like that. It's very similar to that. Peach snaps. Oh, yeah, because coconut could mix well with milk, actually, now that you say it. It does, but people are like, oh, wouldn't that upset your stomach? Not at all. Milk realigns the stomach if you ever have any issues, so it's oh. perfect. The only problem is you do down it way too quick, so you'll get pretty uh, messed up pretty quick, like, because you won't know. <laughs> it's just going down, so be careful that way, but otherwise, perfection. Jeez, that's an interesting one. No, I will, I will try that now the next time I'm out. Do you let me know when you're on. Yeah, I'll let you know. Yeah, I'll do a taste test. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, what, what's your what's your go-to drink, actually? Hard from Malibu and Milk. Malibu Milk, I'm probably, probably just on the... Budweiser or Heineken then like nothing too too mad or anything like that so yeah probably just Heineken probably as I say if I used to drink Bulmer's but it gave me heartburn there for ages and I was like nah staying away from that so Heineken is probably my go-to drink yeah I'd probably be the same like Heineken or maybe I'd have the odd Guinness I'd say but not many of them just like when I'm kind of like a bit short money and just want to pay for a cheaper height um I had the Guinness. I don't know. I've had that when I was younger, and oh, I hated it. I don't know. Now maybe it was just my first taste. People says it grows on you. Is that the case? It does. Yeah, that's actually very true. It does grow on you. Maybe but that's fine to do then. I probably have a Guinness every three or four months. Like I had one the other night. I'll probably have one around October, November. Like I don't. I wouldn't be a fucking avid Guinness drinker. But remember the first time I had it. It was like there was 10 or 11 flavors kind of thrown into one. It was very weird fucking. It wasn't like John Heineken is just kind of just fizzy, or not fizzy, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Guinness was just like, I didn't really know what I was drinking. It was like loads of drinks put in together. But then as you kind of get on, you kind of get used to it. But it's not the easy, it's a very heavy fucking drink. Like it's not really for the faint hearted now. Like that's why I only drink it like once every three or four months, like because I need that amount of time to recover from it. Like you need to be mentally, mentally prepared to try Guinness. Yeah. You do, yeah. Um, and I like, I I like the likes of vodka and coke because it's nice, easy down, tastes nice. You know, you're not torturing yourself trying to drink it. Like it's just nice, nice and light. Like. That's it. I like to think that it tastes nice. Like, does it look manly? No, but does it taste good? Yeah. So I don't really care anymore. Nicer, tastes nice is better than whatever it looks like. Yeah, like I'm kind of at that stage with alcohol. Like I'm not really, I'm at that mature stage where like I don't really need to drink like a nagging. 
like straight or drink all these like hard man drinks. Like I can just drink like like I had a fucking bottle of West Coast Cooler a few weeks ago here at the house, like you know, so I don't really um I don't really take any heed of what anyone thinks of my alcoholic choices anymore, you know, that kind of way. So um that now that's one drink I would recommend. I you must, I don't know if you had it ever before, but the rose, the West Coast Cooler, it's fucking lovely. Is it okay? I know you mentioned that. Uh, tequila rose. Have you ever took a sip of that or a shot? Tequila rose. Mm-hmm. No, don't think All so. Right. What you need to do next weekend, you need to sit down with a bottle of Malibu, vanilla protein milk, and a bottle of tequila rose and pour it out for yourself and watch your life change. It <laughs> is refreshing beyond belief. It's unbelievable. Is is tequila rose? Is that um? Is that like a that come in a bottle? Is it? It does, yeah. So it's like a shock, but it's like um, it's like just the normal tequila that we would all take and hate, but do it because it's it's a popular thing to do. But it's basically the same, but it doesn't have to have the, the salt or the lemon or anything. You just pour it into a glass, drink it, but it just tastes like strawberry. It's absolutely lovely. Oh, that does taste nice. That does sound nice, actually, yeah. Jeez, okay. So Malibu, I'm going to write this down, actually. <laughs> Dude. Like I will, because I will forget. I'll fucking be kicking myself and forget this. So I have recommendations for days here. So, <laughs> Jason, glad you got. Glad I got you on now. <laughs> Malibu and milk and tequila rose. No, that's the that's weekend. Awesome. It's a new drink for yourself. Yeah, so that's that's your pre-drink combination. So it would be now. Yeah, do I get a lot of weird looks for walking around with two glasses of milk? That looks to the eye. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but. It tastes nice, so it's all good. Yeah, that's all that matters. Like, yeah, um, yeah, I think I'm, I think the likes of them real heavy spirits, I'm kind of gone from. Like, drink. Well, obviously, well, I suppose I have vodka and coke, obviously, but like, like as regards drinking that in straight, like bar maybe, Mickey Finns and Jaeger or something. I don't think like the likes of vodka and the heavy, heavy shit like that. I don't think I've the stomach for anymore. I think I've gone by that stuff. Yeah, that's kind of a younger days thing, isn't it? Because you're just, you know, you're testing yourself out there, like, walking a drink, and you're getting sick in the jacks most of the time. So, yeah, <laughs> down. So, you learn your lessons as the years go on. So, look, that's the way it is. You get wiser as the years go on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, would you ever get blackout drunk, or like you just kind of just go out for your few pints, two or three, and that'd be it? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't go out to get blackout drunk, absolutely not. No, I don't think. Although I did get fairly drunk there not too long ago, but I'll tell you the reason why, because I hadn't been out in about six or seven months. And for some unknown reason, right, I was having four boys down, right, four of the lads. And when they were coming down, uh, I was making them take a shot coming in the door. So I would take a shot with them, they take a shot, I take a shot, they take a shot. And then there's one lad in particular that I always kind of half bully and just make sure that he gets a load of shots. And for some reason, I took five shots with him. But then I never really thought about it because before, by the time they all got in, I just took eight shots in about three minutes. And that was my life pretty much over. I started putting wine and all sorts into shot glasses and just taking it then before I went out. So I did regret that because I was excited. It's been a long time since I went out. But lesson huge learned there now. Do not take 50 shots before you go out. Yeah, it's dangerous then because like I always notice if you drink a lot and start you like let's say you have pre drinks or something and you go into the like say you have a you just drink a good bit in the pre you go a bit mad or you drink some kind of spirit or whatever the fuck someone hands you something really weird and you end up drinking it you kind of notice then that for the rest of the night you just end up buying random shit and you don't remember most of the night like even even from like by the time you get from pre drinks to the pub you're like jeez I I don't remember I I just remember fucking my first shot and that was it like so it's 
it's uh it's nice every now and then but yeah you wouldn't want it every week just because you know you'd like you'd like to remember the odd night out like you know just the odd one i couldn't agree more do you know jd weatherspoons um which one now is that the one in abbey street just just any of them and all like have you been in oh sorry oh gee, yeah yeah um i've been to a few of them yeah so i was so that's that night in particular after the 57 and a half shots of I talked there before I went out. I went to JD's Weatherstones and I couldn't really remember much from there. <clears throat> but what I do recall is checking my Revolut count in the morning and seeing 510, 510, 510, 510 JD Witherspoons. <laughs> and then I pressed into a burger. I bought eight burgers in JD Witherspoons. Jeez. And I don't remember a thing about it. But I got sent videos of me eating the burgers, all right? But I don't remember at all ordering them or eating them. Did you eat all of them? I did indeed. It must have been nice. I just don't remember it. <laughs> oh, Jesus, girl. Um, yeah, Weatherspoons is, is a fucking magical place in Paris because everything's so cheap in there. Like, it's, it's like being on holiday. You know, when you go to Tenerife and like, a pint is like two quid, it's class. Like, pity everyone else could be like that. How, how did they get away with that? Like, why does anyone go anywhere else then when it's that cheap, I suppose? Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it. I don't know. Like, I, I love to know like what the price of like the production actually is. Like, are the other lads just making a fucking rake of money on it? Because like, was like the other night I got a Heineken and I think it was five ninety. The Guinness was five forty. I don't know what it's down. I don't know what it is down in your place or around you, but like, sure in Dublin, then you pay. I think my outlet said he was out in town a few days or a few weeks ago, and he said he paid seven quid, six fifty, seven eight for a pint. Like, would you be well? That's absolutely crazy. But like to put it into perspective then, when I was in I was spent a year in Australia. It's a long time ago now, but when I was buying a pint out there, they're probably fourteen or fifteen dollars. But you would get paid probably the minimum you would make if you're working just at anyway half decent job is about one thousand one hundred, something like that. So like the price of stuff out there is extraordinary, but you get paid a living wage so you can go out and buy that stuff. Whereas here, you don't get paid a wage that you can afford to go out. So, so if you go, if you get paid monthly and go out one week, you're screwed for the next three weeks. Like, you're not going to be able to live a comfortable life or go out and do something mad the weekend. You know, so they don't pay quite the living wage here where other countries do. So that's a major problem. That's why you'd always have to be careful. And that's why JD Weatherspoons, for example, is so popular. You can get a cocktail for three quid, say less, absolutely. Yeah, it's a pity because like it turns it turns a lot of lads off. Um, I know you're you're not probably around Dublin. It's that it's that a Warford accent actually. I uh, don't insult me like that. No, I'm a Wexford man originally, but living Wexford. in Warford, so I have a little bit of blah probably influencing me at the moment. Yeah, yeah fuck it, I nearly had it. I nearly had it. Um, yeah. but uh, yeah, like you wouldn't go into you wouldn't go into Dublin. I don't know if you ever been out in Dublin, but it's a fucking like. I don't want to keep repeating what everyone else says, but it it's just really, really expensive. And even to get out of it is probably like I'm out in Kildare, so like it's probably an eighty quid taxi out. And you're like, you know, you're a young lad like in college, you don't have fucking any money. You barely have money to drink. Never mind get an eighty quid taxi. Like, well, that's all the money you have for the night. So it's it's just not really an option. Like the only place you go is local town or Manute. Maybe that's that's the only option. Unfortunately, as much as you'd like to go to town, you just can't afford it. Like. At least you don't have to pay much money for renting a house in Ireland, though. That's really cheap, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Really cheap. <laughs> uh, it's an outrageous place. You know what? It's a that's the worst thing about it. It's such a beautiful country. I think as Irish people, for example, you'd take it for granted. There's so many nice places I probably haven't visited or don't even know about. 
because if I think of holidays, I think hmm, Spain, Portugal. I think about going abroad, like where Ireland's such a beautiful place, but then it's all hidden by government choices, by rent so high, by you couldn't really do much at the weekend because there's all your money gone. Like, I don't know, because the, the bygone era of, what, 20, 30 years ago, and your mother or father would say, you know, make sure you meet someone nice and settle down now and buy a house. Yeah, man, you bought a house for like 20 grand, sure. It was, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was cheap out back then, though. I can't, the cheapest house is now 200,000. Like, and where are you going to get that? So it's, it's a tough old era to go through now. But look, hopefully it changes in the next couple of years. But we'll wait and see. Yeah, but uh, no, you are right when you say about Ireland being like it is, it is breathtaking. Like, and I, a lot of places, and I will, I vow to get to like the likes of Cliffs and Moher before the end of the summer because all these, I haven't really gone anywhere like road trip wise this summer. But I went to Galway last week, I had like kind of a job, I had to like deliver something and uh, went to went to Salt Hill for a bit of food after. And I, I haven't been many places, like, I've been to like Kerry, like nice place in Kerry, like on the coast, a nice place in Mayo. But, Salt Hill is like just a real like really sunny even like you'd think you're in fucking Spain there's there's a casino there the streets are packed with people there's like there's nice bars there there's like we went into a little Asian place like it's it's some spot in fair like Ireland is some fucking spot when it's sunny like people people forget that sometimes like, but uh yeah Jesus um you'd nearly take Salt Hill over a Spanish spot like and it, and I know in fairness it was a bit expensive but like at least it's nice like. That's it. I think it's just the weather then that kind of dictates whether people stay or go and the weather's just always bad here. Although last, I was expecting such a good summer this year because last year there was four months straight of absolute bang in summer. And then we got about four hours straight of summer here. What's yeah. that about? <laughs> the worst summer now, a long while now. Hopefully they'll pick up soon, get a bit of a tan in. Yeah, do you tan, do you tan well or would you be more sunburned? not great now no like I used to not tan at all but oddly enough I started tanning now of later yeah it doesn't look at new right but yeah but if the sun comes back I'll, I'll try my best yeah because we kind of get bits of sun we're not we're getting kind of fucking days and then it rains and you're then like you know you're the grass is all fucking squidgy and wet and it's sunny like so kind of you don't really know what way to think like but um yeah I, I another week of it I'd be happy enough because like before we before we go into winter like I just one more week of sun and then I won't complain about it. Like, that'll do. That's all we need. Sit in a beer garden somewhere for once and not get soaked with the rain. That would be lovely. Yeah, yeah it would be. Um, I'm going to look at this because I did have one other thing written down that I could ask you. Unless you can just think of something that you want to say. Uh, that's kind of the way most of these go. No, um, you work away there. Um, are you ever? Are you ever like self conscious about what you post on TikTok? Or are you kind of just no oh, fuck it? Like I want to post it, so it doesn't matter what what anyone thinks of it. There's two ways to look at that. Then so well, because I'm I'm an old man now. Like I'm 31 years of age, so I'm getting hard enough. But when I was in my 20s now, and I see a lot of people would relate to this, where self conscious is everything. No matter what you do, you're looking around with little corner side eyes. You're seeing somebody's either judging you or you want to make somebody judge you and then have a good opinion of you. So I think I'm just about gone by that phase now where if I post something, I don't really care what people think. But in terms of self-conscious then, I definitely was. So I'd say about 2020, I'll give you a little journey story then a larger story of how I just came across. About 2020 then when the things started there and everything was shutting down and um, 
I'd say I was in a lot of positions where, or I say I was in the same position as a lot of people where they packed on pounds because they ended up getting their job working from home. So they were just eating takeaways, getting fat and just getting miserable and all this stuff then. And about a year ago then I said, you know what, like that's about a year and two years of my life. I'm never going to get back. So I'm going to make the 30s the best years of my life then. So I went on a little journey then of fitness and getting back into proper shape. And I think that's where a bit of my confidence has come from. So I was 147 kgs at one point, and now I'm 97 kgs. So that's 50 kgs down, and I'm gone now as well. And if that doesn't boost someone's confidence, I don't know what will. But that was kind of the origin of all this, because I went from a certain place where it was like, how do I get out of this spot now? I'm sitting at home. I don't get out much. I'm after packing on pounds. And it's just a little thing, like, because I think that's just a, a motivation kicker that a lot of people need, whether it's man or woman, whatever it is. Like, if you're stuck in a rut, that will rub off on other people. They'll subliminally get that if they ever meet you and they'll just see a lack of confidence, whatever it is. Like, you know, you're either not looking them in the eye, you can't speak as clearly as you'd like to, your thoughts don't come out of your mouth as, as good as they should. So, I think everyone should try to have a little goal in their life. So, I think I was self conscious in my 20s. I'm not quite now because I've worked hard to get out of that. And I, I still have a long, long way to go. Like, but I'm setting the goals for myself. So I'm going to continue to strive for that. But I think the biggest fear now in terms is not self-conscious. I think it's failure. So I think that's what happens when we get that little bit older then is failing when you try something new. So that's why I want to give pretty much everything I do in life just on my all. Like, I don't want to fail. Well, failure is also a great lesson, of course, because that's how you learn and that's how you improve and that's how you become better. But I think that's my biggest fear at the moment now and my biggest doubt in life is failure. And I do not want to fail and will not fail. So we'll see how that works out. And uh, what, what kind of what kind of stuff are you afraid of failing at? So if I post something, it's terrible, I'm awful for it. But if I post something, I have to look at it when I should just put down my phone because I know... It's going to be a couple of hours until it probably either pops off or does something, whatever it is, stop looking at it nah, every couple of seconds. Because I'm so worried I won't do well. Like, and I, I just, but then I don't really mind too much. Because obviously if you're posting online, you want stuff to do well because that's how you're going to grow a little bit. Like, So I think it's just failure of starting this, putting myself into the public eye. As, as I said, the last weekend I was out and there was people laughing at me. There was people joking, laughing, like, and they I can see that they do support me still. But then there was people seriously laughing at me and saying stuff then, which I don't mind either way. If you say it to my face, I respect it more so than anything. Like, you know, if you're writing in my little comment section saying stuff, then I'm like, I don't really care. Like, but if it was someone I knew saying that in my comment section, you know, but if someone says something to your face, I kind of can really respect that. But yeah, it's just a failure of, if six months down the line and I give up then because I'm not where I want to be, whatever it is, then I'd, I'd see that as a failure if I was to give up now. So but as I said, look, it's the early days. I'm excited now. I have more ideas then to put out to the public. So we'll see how we get on. But yeah, failure is the biggest fear at the moment. Mm. Well, that's good. That's good. I know you've, you've had a few new ideas and a few new bits to do. So I look forward to your progress over the next year and a Hopefully you'll be we'll see you on the telly at some stage. <laughs> Potentially, who knows? We'll see where it leads to. Um yeah, do you have anything else you want to say? Or I've nearly asked you everything, I suppose I can ask you, so 
No, no, no. I enjoyed that conversation. It was nice to hop on. Thanks very much for the invitation. Hopefully we can do it again down the line, perhaps sometime. It's good, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, yeah, half the people I asked don't even fucking reply, so it was nice to even get a reply. And the fact you came on was twice as good. So, um, yeah, thanks for coming on. And um, yeah, best of luck with everything. That's all I can say. Yeah, I really fucking thought you were from Waterford. I'm pissed off with that. I really thought it was a Waterford accent. Fuck's sake. You were very close, in fairness. You were very close. Nearly had it, Waterford, nearly had it. Not better than Waterford. Waterford's nice, but Exeter all day. Right, I'll, re I'll remember that for next time, so. <laughs> and the Malibu milk, don't forget that. The Malibu milk tequila rosé, don't worry. I will, I will send you a picture now when I have it all drank next week. <laughs>